God bless you, friends and family. Thank you for joining me again um, today. Actually, I did a recording a, a moment ago. <clears throat> it's noon right now, and I'm going to do another one. My mind has really been set on character. And um, if we want to be like Jesus, we're going to be like building character like Jesus had. So we need to um, look at our hearts, you know, look at our hearts and see what is, ask God even, show us. There is a scripture that says, Lord, search me and know me and see if there be any wicked way in me. Sometimes we need God to look inside. I, I will just, can't remember where that scripture's at, but it's in the Bible, look it up. You know, many of us were taught that Integrity is is doing the right thing with no, when no one is watching, and this is true. But integrity, at its core, is all, it's all about character. So, as Christians, we know the secret of how to live with integrity. The Holy Spirit dwelling within us. The Holy Spirit shapes our character so we can think, speak, and act in a way that that reflects the love of God to the world around us. And these fruits of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5, in addition to other positive character traits, all of it, all of it contributes to a person's integrity. Scripture is full of examples of men and women with integrity, and that's what we, that's who we want to be. Jesus was a person of much the greatest integrity. People who were marked by the presence of God in their lives show integrity. So we're going to look at the life of David for a minute here. When David first uh, appears in the Old Testament, he's out shepherding in his, his father Jesse's fields, right? So the priest Samuel had come to anoint one of Jesse's sons to be the next king of Israel after Saul. And most of you have probably read this story, but Jesse's seven sons lined up and uh, several even had the look of of a king. They looked like they could be a king, but one of them were one the Lord had chosen. And Samuel heard the voice of God say, not to judge by appearance because the Lord does not see things the, the way he does, the way that we do as men and women. For Samuel, it says people judge by outward appearance, but the Lord, the Lord Jesus, he looks at our heart. Thank God. Sometimes we are just so misunderstood by people. (laughs) I think of it that way right now, that we're misunderstood sometimes, but thank God he, he looks at our heart and the true intentions and motives of our heart. Anyway, this is why integrity matters. The Lord's not looking at our appearance. He's not looking at our status in in order to anoint us. The Lord is looking at our heart. So as a youngest brother, David was not, he wasn't even included in this lineup to be king. He was out in the fields. He was faithfully and, and joyfully doing the work of his father and asked or that his father had asked him to do until he was sent for. So though he was he was overlooked 
by man, the Lord saw David's heart and he anointed him to be king. So let me say this to you. If you've been feeling overlooked or misjudged, continue to be faithful. Continue to be joyful and serve the Lord however he's called you to in this season. The Lord sees you and he knows your heart. I know one time um, I've always done ministry since the Lord has, has placed me in ministry kind of behind the scenes. I've always been in um, in places where I was alone when I did ministry or when I was in prayer or intercession and I did a lot of teaching, training, studying alone when no one else knew it, not even my closest friends, not even my family sometimes. And God called me in a prophetic word. He said, my hidden one. And then he went on to talk about how he had used me and uh, was using me and the plans for the future. So God knows, he knows our heart. We don't ever have to worry about him not knowing. And if we have other worries about people knowing, then we've got something in our heart that needs to go. We have maybe some covetousness in our heart or something that needs to go. If we're wanting to be like someone else or, or if we're jealous over someone else, those things are not a fruit of the Holy Spirit and they need to go from us. We need to renounce them and command them. The, the spirit of uh, um, uh, whatever it is, uh, covetousness, whatever it is, jealousy. But anyway, getting back to David, Soon after David had officially been anointed, the current king of Israel, Saul, he becomes depressed and he becomes full of fear. And, and then some of Saul's servants, they recommended they find a good musician to come play the harp and just calm him down when he started feeling troubled. And one of the servants said of Jesse's sons from Bethlehem, David was a talented harp player. So the servant reported how David was a brave war, warrior, had good judgment, and how the Lord was clearly with him. So Saul sent for David, and David began serving Saul as a musician and as an armor bearer. But in this brief uh, scripture here, we see how a need was presented, and David was recommended to fulfill it. David was suggested to Saul because he was a talented harp player. But any musician could have been chosen for this role. It was David who was, uh, when no one was paying attention to him, that set him apart from everyone else. So David's reputation, we'll say, preceded him, right? But only because who he was in in uh, private determined um, who he was in public. Let me say that again. Only who he was in private, where God saw him only, determined who he was in public. So David spent years in the fields as a shepherd. 
killing bears and lions, etc., to protect his father's sheep, preparing him to be a warrior. So David spent hours playing his harp to worship the Lord when no one was even listening to him. You know, that's, that's what I was trying to say about myself a minute ago. I, I could do a lot of things hiddenly where no one ever sees how much time you spend with the Lord, how much time you spend in his word, how much time you just want to be in his presence. But God sees and God knows and God knows what he wants to anoint you to do. So our reputation as a person of integrity, it cannot instantly, can't, can't be instantly created, right? Integrity is, is forged in seasons of hiddenness, actually. Praise God for that. Integrity is built from consistently choosing to submit to the Lord and doing what he commands you to do. Whether anyone ever sees it or not, be more concerned with who the Holy Spirit is fashioning you to be in private. And the Lord will position you for his glory just at the right time, just right on time. So keeping those things in mind, once again, our character is important. One of the most significant moments in David's life was when he killed Goliath. Everybody knows that if you've read the story in 1 Samuel 17. So Goliath would shout and taunt the Israelites, leaving them actually terrified. Jesse sent David to take food for his brothers or take food out to his brothers on that battlefield in Saul's army and report how they were doing. And then David heard Goliath's taunts, and he insisted on fighting him. So Saul allowed this, and he gave gave David, he actually tried to give David his own, own armor to wear in battle, but David tried on the king's armor, and it was like, uh, it didn't fit. David quickly realized he couldn't fight in Saul's armor. It, It fit Saul, not David. He wasn't used to it. So instead, David picked up a five, the five smooth stones from a stream, and he placed them in a shepherd's bag. And he went into battle against Goliath only, carrying his shepherd's staff and sling. So then hidden uh, within this famous story of David's faith and his victory in the Lord is a lesson in staying true to who you are when doing what God has called you to do. David had the opportunity to prove himself as a worthy warrior. He had a chance to prove why he was anointed to be king. And what better way to do it than by Uh, wearing the king's armor in battle? No, I don't think so. That's not the way. But as soon as he tried the armor on, it, it must have become clear to David that trying to be someone he was not at such a critical moment would not lead to success in battle, that's for sure. And it would probably hinder the battle totally. So you have to stay true to 
to who God has created you to be in order to do what he has prepared you for. Part of having integrity is simply just being honest. It's just pretending to be uh, anyone other than who you really are. It can be just a hindrance to your all of your, your God-given destiny. You're God's masterpiece. God created you. God made you. God molded you. And he, he has created you with uniquely uniqueness and, and uniquely with a specific purpose in mind. So the more that you discover and embrace who God has created you to be, the easier it is to fulfill his call in your life with integrity. So we, we definitely don't need to take on anybody else's stuff, including armor. So after his victory over Goliath, Saul appointed David as commander of the army. David continued to serve under Saul, and then he, he succeeded in everything he did. Why? He had the anointing, the call and the anointing of God on his, his, excuse me, on his life. So it was obvious the Lord was with David, and, uh, and this made Saul jealous, and it made Saul afraid. Saul threw spears at David with the intent to kill him at least three times. So the, the rest of 1 Samuel documents how David was on the run and in hiding because Saul was so determined to kill him. So Saul remained David's enemy for the rest of his life, actually. What a shame. When given the opportunity, excuse me, to kill Saul, David spared his life twice because he refused to harm Saul or sin against him as the Lord's anointed king. And we should pay real close attention to that. Um... We should not come against the anointed of the Lord. Even if they have failed like Saul did, they're still to be honored as the Lord's anointed. I believe, anyway, uh, from my studies. Uh, Being anointed, you know, it becomes, it comes with responsibility to live a life of integrity. So if you're wanting anointing, which I have always desired God to anoint me to do his will in whatever way he chose, um, but anyway, getting back to David, David had been anointed to be the next king of Israel since he was uh, just a very young boy, but David served under Saul He stayed faithful to the Lord in between his anointing and the time when he was actually appointed to be king. So being anointed did not give David permission to undermine his leader's authority and rush into his own position of leadership. Being anointed also did not mean that David was exempt from opposition. So uh, David's, his own leader threw spears at him and And each time David dodged out of the way and and refused to retaliate against his leader. At some point in life, you, you might find yourself relating to David 
Maybe you've been anointed for a specific assignment, but maybe you've not been placed there yet in a that certain position or assignment. Maybe the Lord is teaching you how to continue serving faithfully. Maybe you're facing opposition, or maybe you are the one struggling um, But you know what, nevertheless, if you're even if you're struggling with your leadership, that that is a, a place you should not go. Wherever you are, don't throw spears at anyone. Don't throw arrows at anyone. Don't do not resort to gossip, slander, or manipulation in order to get ahead or get what even get what God said to you that you were going to get, say, like the king, you know, but today we don't have kings here. But anyway, rise above your situation and let the Lord, let him be your defender. Let him be the one. You know, it's God who opens doors and closes doors. He's going to open that door for you right on time. You don't have to gossip, slander, tear somebody else down, manipulate. You don't have to resort to any of that. Those are tools Those are characteristics of the devil, not a Christian. So we're not going to resort to things like that. Continue to walk with integrity and and trust the Lord to have the the final say-so. He's going to have the final say-so anyway. So then in 2 Samuel, David, finally he becomes the king of Israel. David was a successful king, and the Lord even made a covenant promise to him. David did make his own mistakes, though, um, and I'll say all of us have in different ways. David committed adultery with a woman named Bathsheba and arranged for her husband's death. So the Lord was displeased with what David had done. And he confessed to the prophet Nathan. And while David was a man after God's own heart, he was human like the rest of us. And he he missed the mark right there, you know. For one thing, he should have been out to war with his, uh, with the armies, with his men. But he happened to stay home that particular weekend or whatever it was. And, um, and, And temptation was set before him and he fell. So the way to be a person of integrity in a sinful world is not to aim for perfection, but it's to continually return to a place of repentance if need be. You know, the Bible says, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father and we need to stay in an attitude of repentance. It's real easy to say, uh, I'm not saying to... It's not, I don't think it's that easy to go commit adultery. But you know what? We sin in many different ways. Maybe we say something and we have an ulterior motive that's not right. Maybe we say something and we have a really bad attitude. Um, I don't know. Maybe we do something someone asks us to do, but we do it half-heartedly. In, in, in my opinion, all that is sin. And I would have to be repenting for those things if I acted like that. I want my character to be good. I want my character to uh, 
shine. I want to shine. I don't want to be hid under a bushel. I want to shine with the character of Christ. Amen. So repentance is turning away from sin, disobedience, or rebellion and turning back to God. David, he basically models the same process of repentance for us in Psalms 51, which he wrote regarding this exact story in Psalms 51. Verses 1 through 6 is David's confession. He recognized his sin against God, and he asks for mercy because of the Lord's unfailing love and compassion. Psalms 51 uh, captures how David allowed his heart to be cleansed and how he allowed his heart to be purified from that sin and receive God's forgiveness. And then in Psalms 51, David's consecration or dedication to the Lord, it shows there again. So repentance is a a fitting place to land our our study of integrity. We're going to, let's see, I'm going to close here with this. Um, Since we will not always get it right, okay? You and I both know it. You who are listening to me know it. We do not always get it right. So we have to repent and get in right standing with God. Get back on track. Get back on the straight and narrow. We tend to feel intimidated by the concept of integrity. Sometimes, you know, we're aware of our our own brokenness. But the good news is the love and the mercy of God covers everyone of our failures. When our integrity is being threatened, we can come to God for the strength that we need to persevere. When our integrity has been compromised, we can repent and we can receive the grace of God freely. God freely extends to each of us grace for our our mistakes, our sins, So aiming for integrity, and I'm going to close here, provides us with protection. It provides us with guidance and redemption. And more than anything, living with integrity honors God. And it turns others towards God and not away from God.